statement? Did you hear the statement? I that what I, you yeah. said. So, so you're that's what I'm curious. So like you're saying that my teenagers are threatened for being in Ottawa? Is that well, what you're telling me? Answer, you, answer you my heard, question. You heard the statement. We've all I'm answered right. questions. You answer mine. I, are my children work, in danger from? Are are my children in danger for being in Ottawa? Well, it sounds from what my understanding of the Children's Aid Society. Are my children in danger for being in Ottawa right now? Tell me yes what, or what, no. What do you mean by in danger? I, you tell me. You're coming here trying to say that the children fact are that in the danger. Are, getting involved you got the like inside scoop because you guys are the messenger for the devil. You tell me right now. Are my kids in danger for being here? Should I send them on the first train out of town? Well, tell me now. It sounds like the Children's Aid Society is... So you're saying involved. that my kids are going to get hurt? I'm not saying anything. I don't. Well, the I'm children saying is that they put out the statement and I'm looking for your reaction. So you, so you want, you're telling me now that I should be getting my kids out of town because no, they're going to get hurt. Anything. I'm not telling the you going to come in here and do what to my kids? What, to do. what are they going to? All what? I did was read Because uh, you don't give a shit about nobody. All you care about is your no, paycheck. You sold your soul a long time ago. You sold your soul a long time ago, and you sold your soul a long time ago. You work for the devil. That's who you work for. That's who you work for. That's your boss. I'm here to talk about this thing. And I'm telling you, are my kids in danger in this city right now? I don't know the future. Like, I don't know. I mean, all I can tell well, you is Well, then why that, are you coming here trying to act like you're, you're concerned about kids? I'm here to talk. I have two teenagers here that are in my car. Are they in danger? Yes or no? I don't... I don't, I don't. Yes I or don't, no? I don't know what the future brings. Yeah, I don't. Go fuck yourself then. I'm right. telling you. Okay. All right. Uh, are, are, are you guys, are you guys going to air this or are you going to chop? All right, guys. Hello. Welcome back to Dangerous Rhetoric. Um, this is a particularly special episode, not just because of who we're joined by, but because this is our 50th episode. So awesome. We actually made it. Oh, right on. Yeah. A lot of podcasts don't make it this far. So <laughs> something like 95% don't make it to what? 50 episodes something like that our friend was telling us that so hey we reached well, i'm glad back. to be here for the milestone then awesome so we are joined today guys by ryan we will just give his first name who is a protester currently in ottawa resisting the mandates of uh, justin trudeau and the corrupt government over there welcome ryan hey how's it going guys Yo, do you just want to explain to everybody, uh, you know, how you decided to join in the convoy and get involved? Yeah, and then how all of that led up to this uh, viral video of you arguing with reporters in Ottawa. 1.4 million views right yeah. now. Yeah, I guess it's still climbing. Okay, yeah, anyways, um, well, first off, uh, since the whole, what do you, what do you want to call it, pandemic, I guess it is, or whatever, that's the word they give it, but ever since the start, like, uh, I've called bullshit on it from the start, right? Like I, I knew it was all full of shit. And you know, once they start going after the kids, you know, making a mask up at school, taking their school away. My daughter, she's 16 years old. She's missed half her, like her whole high school life so far has been gone to shit, you know? And, and like, we can all agree. That's like one of the funnest times of your life. One of the best, you know, building experiences for you in your life. And that's been taken away from her. Yeah. Right. You know? so, um, yeah. And then, you know, my son lost all the kids. You know, my little kids, I got my four-year-old's first year playing hockey. I haven't even seen her fucking touch the puck. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I, I, I'm a hockey dad. I coach my kids. My, my, all three of my younger kids want me to coach them. I can't. I'm not allowed to. I'm not even allowed in the hockey rink. I tried going in once. They called the cops. And it's funny because the cops showed up within like two minutes, which like, yeah, you know, if, if you're doing it, like if there's a domestic abuse and some woman's uh, beat to death, they're not going to show up for an hour and a half. And then these cops are here in like two minutes. 
because I walked into a hockey rink without a vax pass. Like absolutely insane, right? Yeah. Stuff like this bothers me. Plus, I'm not the guy that I don't I don't get pushed around. I don't take shit from people. So, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of one of the perfect guys to be out here to make sure I'm standing in the line with everybody. Yeah, that that's what Brent and I had noticed too, that there through the last two years, there was definitely a lack of strong men, at least in the beginning, standing up to this stuff and just saying, Well, no, I'm not doing this and refusing. And I think now more are starting to stand up, but we definitely need more folks like you who are headstrong and masculine in the positive sense that it's about defending, right? Defending the future, defending our, defending our children, defending freedom. Well, yeah, like that's exactly it, man. And like, I honestly, I don't even know what's going to happen out here. Like, I, I'd like to say that there will be no violence because nobody in this protest is violent whatsoever. There's a guy over here telling everyone he loves him out of microphone like every day. It's like it's stuck in my head because it's on repeat for me because it doesn't stop. But like, uh, you know what I mean? But I'm, I, I'd be lying if I uh, told you I wasn't scared that, you know, something really bad might happen to me, right? That's why I got my teenagers out of town. I took them out to Gatineau, which is just over the bridge. Um, they're staying in a hotel there now because... Well, they sent CBC here and the cops put out a statement and everyone's trying to make it sound like our kids are threatened. So, so this know. is this is a good lead into the footage that went viral of you and what exactly that was about. So there was a reporter there and one of the things they were, I guess, trying to spin with their story is that the children being there, the children who are there with their families and the truckers and other protesters are somehow in danger by being there. Um, go into that. What exactly did this guy say to you that kind of provoked you? Okay, it wasn't that unprovoked, and that's the thing that people are watching that video and they're looking at it. Uh, like, provoke oh, is maybe maybe the wrong word, but uh, made you feel the need to confront this guy and to like. Okay, well, good. I'll tell you right now. The video was forty minutes long, right? I actually posted it on my Facebook page, Ryan Junior Starkell on Facebook. If anyone wants to check it out. Uh, it's a guy, it's a three hour video, but it's the first 40 minutes of the video. And they're, they talk to this one guy for like 20 minutes. And this guy, he, they, well, they can't air any of that stuff because they fucking, they fucking destroy themselves if they air that shit. So I put it on the line so they could, so everyone can see it. it's probably going to get taken off of Facebook, but I still got a hard copy of it. So whatever. But um, so he's there and, you know, he keeps trying to find a parent that has kids here. And I, I didn't go on microphone because I'm like, well, I talk aggressive and I'm firm with how I talk. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And uh, I was like, that's, I'm why, we, that's why we invited take me. That's why we invited you on here. I think. <laughs> we well, like I'm like, I'm not. They're not going to take me because I don't want to go on here because they're going to take whatever I say and they're going to twist it around. But I'm watching like there's ten people live streaming. I'm like, okay, live streams are going viral like crazy right now. So I'm not too worried about them trying to cut and edit because I'll just find the real footage and post it anyways. So he's talking to this and he's talking to this lady that lost two of her sons from suicide because they're, you know, they might've got into some addiction so, and shit like that. So that Maybe that, future shit, right? But that woman, the whole pandemic's got him fucked up, right? Really quick though, that woman who was um, also included in the video and mentioned her kids committing suicide, she was featured in Viva Frey's live stream. I don't know if you saw Viva down there, but he's been recording everything. And he did a nice lengthy interview with that woman. And she talked about how the lockdowns, you know, exacerbated addiction and let She's really good, really yeah. good speaker. And she tore CBC apart, but of course yeah. they're not going to air that, right? So then they're going around and they keep asking, they keep asking, oh, anybody with kids here? Anybody with kids here? And I'm just sitting there like, ah, oh, fuck, when am I going to? Okay. And then finally, by the end, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let this guy fucking have it. You know, you're sitting here fishing around, trying to stir up a fucking parent, you know, trying to 
Get someone that you could piss off and keep poking at their kids, poking at their kids until someone loses it on you. Because that's exactly what the yeah. shot you they, they want to make. They want to make you seem dangerous, like you're a threat, and that you're putting. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. And you know what, man? I, 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 mean, I could, I could be dangerous if I want to be, but I'm not going to be. But I, I could be dangerous. You know, like I don't take shit from people, right? That, that's, so he's that's, going. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm like, this guy's poking around for half an hour. I'm gonna let this guy have it. I'm gonna yeah. let him have it. He wants to fucking try to poke around. I'm gonna fucking teach this kid a little fucking lesson. And well, I did. Really quick though, Jordan Peterson commonly talks about this concept of, of masculinity and that, like, you know, true God, we lost him a bit. True masculinity. Oh. It's you know, real true men who I don't know how to put this, who are good men. It's not that they're they're not capable of being angry or violent or destructive. It's the opposite, actually. It's they're more than capable of that, but they have it under control. And th those are the most dangerous people. You know, it's because you know they you are capable of this stuff, and they want you to be portrayed in that way. But it's the fact that you're holding back and not committing violence. Not well. I, you know, I, I can I can lose my control. I like taking taking control of situations where they need to be taken control. Like you know, to be honest, I've broken up about six six fights here uh, down by Parliament the other day. There's these girls that are probably the same age as my daughter, and they're dancing. These guys kept going to creep out. Like you could tell in the girl's face, she's creeped out, right? So I'd step in front of the guy, pull him aside, and just you know, just stuff like that. I've been trying to do out here to make sure people are safe. Because the second somebody gets in a scrap out here, like you know, that's it. We're fucked. Like yeah. they're gonna turn that around, make it look like we're violent. They're gonna come in and wash us out, right? Absolutely. Right, right. now, they're trying everything they can to get us out of here. They can't because nobody's doing anything wrong. Everyone's love and peace and it, it, we're tearing them apart like they, they think we're fucking stupid and we're gonna fall for their traps like there was uh well i guess like four days four i don't know i lose track of the days but like they had an anti-protest and they called it uh an anti-hate protest right so i was like perfect this gives me an opportunity to be part of their their protest and i actually got a live thing of that on my facebook too but the whole thing i didn't get on there but I went over there and I joined their protest with them because I said it's anti-hate. But instead, they're all fucking vaccine this and vaccine that. It's like, whoa, whoa, guys, you guys are like, you know, uh, promoting the wrong thing here. I thought you guys were just trying to be against hate and you guys are complete opposite. The cops ended up kicking me out of there because they didn't want me there because I, I wasn't allowed to be part of their, their plotted protest. So we went across the street, me and this other dude, we stood there holding Canada flags and he was with his wife and two other guys joined us. And anybody that tried to cross the street and like get in the face of these people doing the anti-protest, we shoot them off and we told them to leave. We we're like, get out of here, get out. We didn't let it like people almost wanted to fight us for it, saying we're cops and shit. It's like, hold on, guys. Like, we're just fucking smarter than you. And don't fucking don't even look at them. They're irrelevant. It's 500 people standing over here trying to fucking stir you guys up so we look like idiots. And we, we shoot everybody off for three and a half hours. There were six news crews there. A bunch of them left, and one guy stayed the whole time to get his fucking shot, and we never let him get his shot. He ended up walking down the sidewalk, and that's when we left. And the funny thing was about that is they got this guy, he's wearing masks on his knees, and he's got two little jugs that say visor on him, right? So he's <laughs> clearly here to antagonize this crowd, but nobody here is here to antagonize a crowd. Everyone's here with Canada flags. So, like, why the fuck's this guy dressed like this? It's like, hey, man, I, I told him, I called him out. I'm like, man, I know you're paid to be here. I know what you're doing. You're here. You're waiting for your opportunity to go start a fight with them so that you can fucking pop shit off. But I'm like, we're not fucking letting you do that. Yeah. And he comes and he's like, oh, I know you think I'm paid. I'm like, well, I know you're fucking paid. Now. I'm not fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Age provocateurs is what they're called. 
I cracked up in that in that short clip when you were talking to uh, what is his name Joseph Tunney I guess it is yeah uh, yeah you were like when you called him out and you were just like you work for the devil <laughs> that's your boss <laughs> that's who you work like for. I was like oh he's so based I was like this guy and was, I don't know why he aired that man he makes himself look stupid like well, because I, because I think they're trying to make you look crazy from from yeah. the perspective of a atheist and a you know establishment toady it makes you know they think that that clip made you seem unhinged because you brought up the devil yeah and you were speaking in like you know religious or spiritual oh okay yes. i'm not even religious bro yeah that's the funny thing. this is the thing is they're going to use a clip like that and try to paint you like oh here's another one of these christian white nationalists which is why I think he cut that uh, the way he cut it. But I thought that okay, was I, I get it, man. They don't I know me. That was brilliant. Like, I love the way you just pointed at them. Like, you sold your soul, you sold your soul, and you sold your soul. It's like, call these people out, you know? So I was like, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah, I was giving a fuck, man. I'll call anybody out, man. It's not, that's the way I am. That's who I am. I, I say it how it is. I don't fucking lie. I'm straight up, man. And I hate, like, I've. I've always been the guy that always got in trouble because, you know, if uh, shit pops off and they, you know, bust you and they bring you in, it's always like, yeah, I did it, but I never rat anyone else. I'd always take the fucking blame. And I just, I could always have to be honest. So I, I have a hard time with liars. I don't like them. And I know that that's what they are. So I fucking call them out on it, man. I don't fucking have no problem calling people out on their shit. So I know you, I know you're losing track of days, but how long do you think you've been there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, I got, okay. I got to Arn prior like two Fridays ago. And then uh, last, uh, like, Saturday is when we rolled in to town, like, for the day, like, the first like, Thursday night around 7 o'clock. And we drove straight through Sault Ste. Marie, and we met the ass end of the convoy in Sault Ste. Marie. And then we followed them to uh, Arnprior, which took us all day Friday. It was the most amazing day of my life. And, well, I got kids, so I can't really say that because my kids are amazing. But two of my kids were with me, so it was a really good moment. But uh, it was the most amazing thing, like, the, the love, support, everything, like, it's like when we showed up, I'm like, well, we know we got the world behind us now because I didn't even know there was this many people fucking in that fucking section. Like it was crazy. Honestly, it was you, awesome. You guys are, you are making an impact. When, when this story started to come out, one of the first things I, I tweeted out about this was that this was a turning point. It felt like a turning point to me because the, the world really is watching. A lot of people are paying attention right now to what you guys are doing over there and you're, you're giving hope to people not just in canada but across the border in the united states you know across the waters and in places like europe you know it's it's powerful what you guys are doing and there's even talk of other convoys in other countries it's going to be emulated definitely there's already one organizing in belgium and then there's another one starting down here they're talking they're organizing one that's going to go across country from california to dc but the, the way they're trying to paint this as like violent and hateful and all this stuff this is one of the most peaceful protests i've ever seen in my life you know, and it, it was so well organized the way they kept the emergency lanes open, the way protesters have been cleaning up the garbage. And, and like you said, well, you're, you're breaking up fights and stuff like it's very fascinating. For sure, man. Like if you step uh, like a couple feet out of the area where the protesters are, there's garbage everywhere. The, the snow is not cleared off the sidewalks. Like we're doing a better job than the city is of <laughs> maintaining the area. Wow. I'm not even joking, man. I'm fucking straight up. Like I could go yeah. do a video if you wanted to see it. Like. I'm here. I can do any video for anybody that wants anything. So I guess anybody on your podcast, if you like, if you're interested to find out like the true shit about anything, you know, just give me, shoot me a message on like Facebook and I'll, I'll go fucking take a live stream of anything for you guys. Like hell yeah. there's nothing to hide out here. There's nothing to hide. It's fucking the only people hiding shit are the fucking mainstream media. Cause they're fucking, they can't show that we're that good.
Yeah, it seems like we're, been... we're supposed to be evil, apparently, to them. Right. It seems like they've been trying to imply that, you know, like it seemed like they were sort of floating this idea that the, the children were in danger. Um, and if you read into some of their articles, they had, you know, they're saying that, oh, the noise and like the, the diesel exhaust and, you know, it's just not, it's not a good environment for children yeah, people and like, complaining about honks and all oh, they're disrupting the businesses well, and see, stuff. You guys did that shit for two years. <laughs> you cast all of these people out of society. You, you treat them like lepers, like second class citizens and you ignore them. And now all of a sudden you can't ignore them because the horns are out, out you're fucking. Now all of a sudden out. they're worried about the children. I'm like, yeah, yeah but you know, the horn stopped a long time ago. Like, yeah. we've made every we've made every attempt. See, what it is, like, we have a, a lot of people probably don't know that, but there's an ex. Um, sorry, I'm not exactly sure of his complete title, so I don't want to like bullshit. But he's from, well, he's military, and he's like a strategist kind of military guy. I can't say his title because I don't know what it is, but whatever. He's he's a military strategist, pretty much, and he's working with our guys. So like. For the most part, we're probably one step ahead of them, like with a lot of the shit. Like they, it was funny because one of the uh, convoy guys said, uh, "Oh yeah, okay, we're gonna pack up and we're gonna go to Toronto because there's a big thing going in on Toronto, right?" So what happened is a lot of them went and they went to like pretty much the highway and gassed up or whatever, and then they all came right back. But the fucking cops thought that we went to, to Toronto, so they shut down uh, Queens Park or whatever it is in Toronto. Because they thought everybody was coming from Ottawa to Toronto. Meanwhile, we just fucking decoyed them and brought more trucks in here. <laughs> so, That's yeah, like, they're not going to tell you that shit at all. But, like, I'm on, like, all the, uh, the chatting. And I'm just, I keep finding more and more out. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm just a guy taking my opportunity to stand up for our, my country. So, I'm not really, like, part of the convoy, per se, right? Like, I don't got all the inside scoops. But I'm slowly learning more and more and more. Like, there was a really good incident yesterday where the, the cops came to move some barricades and they told everybody to move up or something like that. And there was, I don't know, probably a thousand people there and they all circled the cops and they said, hold the line, hold the line. And they already moved like the barricades. They told the trucks to move. So they're trying to get the trucks to move. Everyone started chatting, hold the line. Got 30 more cops to come. And eventually they just chased the cops out. They all turned around and walked away and they put the barricade down for us. So, like we're winning this like come in here and exterminate us it's the only way they're gonna win which i don't i wouldn't think that whatever they can make up whatever the fuck they want to say once they kill every single one of us right oh here hold it hey hey where are you going going to get batteries hey just tell these guys how much you love them man i love you i love you we're yeah. all so come to ottawa Hey, hey, hey. We love you too, man. <laughs> that's that's the I love you guy. He sits there with that megaphone and says that all fucking day long. He shattered his fucking leg. Like you don't even want to see the picture. Yeah, I saw him in, in a quad accident just before coming out here. And uh yeah, he sits in his truck and he's just he's going to get more batteries for his megaphone because it's dying. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome yeah uh do you want to explain to people you're you're not actually a trucker per se but you joined the convoy at right solidarity yeah so that, that's yeah. actually one thing i did want to bring up because a lot of people are sitting here thinking it's just truckers and on the news they're like there's 481 truckers in the city trying to make it sound like it's a small protest right there's so many people here from like uh countries like communist countries that have immigrated to canada to get away from communism and there's like so many from Poland, uh, I think uh, like Romania, I don't know. I'm not really good with geography, but like 
they're from all over the place, right? They've all told me, but I don't really pick up on all the details. All I know is they're from communist countries. And they're, some of them are telling me it's worse here than it was there, oh my which God. is absolutely crazy. But these, these like people from communist countries, they're here uh, because they don't want to see that happen to Canada. And they're here protesting. And if people only knew, like, I keep trying to tell everyone back in Winnipeg where I'm from, I'm telling, you know, get your asses down here, guys. It's like, this is our last stand. And I don't care if you got other things to do. You know, it's almost more important to be here because, you know, well, then again, a lot of them are protesting in Winnipeg now too, and all this other cities, right? But like, this is our last stand. If we, if we, if this doesn't work against the government, they, you know, shut this down somehow, uh, and we don't get what we're asking for. I don't think uh, we got another chance, right? So, so I, I think I totally went off topic there. So I'll let no, you guys speak. Sorry. So I, I saw a video this morning on Instagram and someone posted it last night, but he's claiming that he's recording an area. This is, um, damn, I just saw the street name. I don't know. But he's saying that apparently they're setting up some sort of like detention centers where they're planning on arresting and detaining protesters. Probably. Probably. And he, he's, he's, he's saying that how well that's going to go over. He's saying he thinks things are going to get very serious and that they're going to try to do that uh, by Friday is what he's saying in his caption, which would be today. Well, that's today. Oh. But um, you know what? This is Rue, sorry, it was Roos Liddell, Sliddell Street. That's where the facility is S-L-I-D-E-L-L. Yeah, Roos Liddell Street. Well, you know what? I wouldn't put it past them. Like I said, anything's possible, right? But a lot of it I've noticed has all been scare tactics. They say they're going to do a whole bunch of things, right? Like that thing with the kids, that was obviously a scare tactic because they wouldn't have sent CBC down here to stir shit up if they weren't trying to fucking scare us, right? Right. Like, we're not fucking stupid. And then, um, you know, there's been other things where they said they're going to come and sweep everyone out. And a lot of people did get scared and took off. And then now they came back. And that's that's kind of um, that's kind of scary on my end because, like, Sometimes I, I think, okay, we're going to be standing. Like, we're at the corner of Corlori and Canton. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just be standing here, standing on our ground. And then I, if everybody takes off and I'm standing there by myself, I'm not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. So then about how many, how many uh, vehicles are still in Ottawa, like downtown Ottawa, would you say? Well, I, I'm on Laurier and Canton. On this block, if I had to count, let me see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. I say there's like 25 to 30 vehicles on this one block. Okay. Um, and if I had to count the amount of blocks, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 25 blocks, 25 times 25. Um, yeah, it's like for for sure. But then there's like, there's people everywhere. There's camps all over. And whatever the news says isn't true. Like a lot of the vehicles here are cars. A lot of like just personal vehicles. Like right. people have driven across the country in their car. Like I did. Like they keep saying trucks and truckers. and tr- Like that's the, that's the thing. Because it's trying to spin it like, it's just a bunch of crybaby truckers that want to get their job back. Yeah, when it's like, no, yeah. there, there's a lot of very normal, everyday people who are rallying behind the truckers and the cause, and it's it's a oh, much bigger thing than that. And you know, and then and then there's locals that are giving their houses, that are fucking giving wow. their showers, washrooms. Um, there's this girl from Gatineau who's pretty much taking care of me for the last three days because my car broke down. She's been driving me in and out of town. Sorry, man. My brother keeps fucking calling me. But anyway, yeah. 
She keeps uh, she keeps driving me in and out of town. She's putting my kids up in a hotel for me. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had to spend anything. It's not like I'm completely broke and I can't afford it. But they're just like, no, no, no. We want to do this. We have to do this. You guys are here. You know, there's so many people that are just giving money. Like you know, they're shutting down all the GoFundMe things. They first go GoFundMe, then the new one they shut down. Yeah, but apparently um, that that second one, uh, that company is gonna they are gonna follow through and donate the money. For yeah, the Gibson Go Give basically go. told yeah. them to to fuck off, to kick rocks. Yeah. They're yeah, they're they're gonna. Okay, well that that's good. That's good. And then, but you know what? Like you come here. I made a video yesterday walking around. Uh, there's people sitting up cash, cash, like there's just little buckets, like they're see-through buckets, clear, whatever you want to do, like a fucking any kind of container. And there's just stuff, people are just stuffing money in these things. Like there's people from all over the place. And, you know, they try to say the town of Ottawa or city of Ottawa scared and all that shit. That's bullshit, man. Half the people from the city are down here with us protesting, telling us how happy they, were, they are we're here. Like, you know, I the want only, to- The only ones who are scared. Like the only ones who are scared. Uh, the only ones who are scared are the, are the federal government employees who live there. But they, they got people brainwashed too, bro. Like, it's it's actually really... It's, oh, sorry, my battery's getting low. So if at some point I do cut out, man, it's because my battery well, died. My phone sucks, but... Well, well we, we won't have this episode go too long. We'll probably wrap it up soon, too, because we don't want to keep you for too long. So don't worry. Fuck, man, honestly, I ain't doing nothing. I I, I, I don't mind talking. <laughs> As you guys can see, man, I can talk forever. So I know I probably keep talking over you guys. I got a lot to no, say right now. That's fine. Right? No. no, that's like... I mean, that's why we wanted to talk to you, because yeah. we wanted to get the perspective from somebody who was there on the ground. We're in yeah, and we're both uh, New York City sort of exiles. Basically, we had to leave New York uh, because you know the Vax Pass is there. Everything. Yeah, our options dried up. And, uh, and yeah, so we're uh, both unemployed, searching for work, uh, finding a lot of difficulty with that, even here in Florida, because uh, you know yeah. a lot of the like I, I well, do, we're, we're in a little beach town right now. There's really no nothing to do here. We're just kind of staying with a friend temporarily. So yeah, and so we're trying to figure. We're about in Florida. We're on the space coast. We're actually like not forty far. minutes south of Cape Canaveral. Yeah, so we we can see Elon Lodge. Where, where in Florida are you guys? It's the East Coast. It's like forty minutes south of Cape Canaveral, southeast of Orlando. Space Coast. So yeah, we see we see Elon launch stuff from the roof over here. <laughs> yeah, we can watch the SpaceX launches. Oh, we might have lost him. Did he cut out a bit? We may have lost him. I can pause it. Hold on. No. Say hi to the podcast for the month. All right. Hey, what's up? Hey. That's, that's Sarah. Yeah. I met her and her husband out here. They came out the same time as us and they've been, we've been sitting at the same corner the whole time. So awesome. Let I her just, know. She just did a cameo. On we appreciate show. you. Thank you. She did a cameo on their podcast. These guys live in Florida. They're doing a podcast. Oh, uh, awesome. Just they, uh, they saw my video with the uh, yep. CTV. So All right, well, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Ryan had some difficulties. His Technical phone difficulties. Yeah, just died out. Problem solved. It is it is charging now. Okay, so. yeah, it's it's on charging now, so I should be good to talk. It's, sure, it's yeah, charging. We'll, so. If it breaks we'll up again it. too, the other thing you can try to do is turning off your uh, turning off your your uh, your camera. Yeah, the camera. Oh, it says my video is stopped. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, we, we can, can hear you. you. Honestly, you. I guess keep the camera off, and maybe it'll help it charge a little faster. We can still. Hear okay, you. well, you know what? I don't even have uh, I don't even have the camera working right now, anyways, for some reason. So. Yeah. Uh, as long as you can hear me, we're good to go. All good. All good. So, where do you think where do you think this is going to go, Ryan? Do you think uh, how long is is everybody sort of like you know dedicated to staying there as long as it takes, or do you think I think at this at this point uh, we have we're not leaving. I, I can take you to that megaphone guy again. He can let you know. 
<laughs> I think honestly, I think people have just been pushed to a breaking point. A lot of people, and it's to the point where a lot of folks just they don't have anything else to lose, man. And when you push people to that point, it's like cornering an animal. Like they're, you're they're right. Fight. There's nothing else to do at a certain point besides fight back. And this is this is what they. <laughs> this is some of the do, some know? of the most peaceful fighting I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like you just drove like cars and trucks, and you're like, we're just gonna park here. Yeah, we're gonna park That's here. We're gonna leave. But oh, you know we're. We're not leaving until uh, you at least address this stuff. And shame on Trudeau, man. What a shitty freaking leader to, to flee like that. You know, you can't even address your own people. Coward. And then there was one of the protests or one of the conferences that I saw him give, he was sort of just like rambling, like trying to call everybody like racist, white supremacist. Not just like, that. He was like, has oh, nothing to do with that. Oh, they're shutting down the businesses and disrupting the economy. You mean what you did <laughs> exactly for two years? Did. It's crazy. Well, but but oh, on that though, we're not shutting down. Anybody who's open right now is making more money than they've made in the last two years. And they've been thanking us for being here. And they're so happy that they're finally getting business. So when he says that we're shutting businesses down, that's absolute bullshit. They, he told the mayor of the city told the businesses to close because it's not safe downtown for them to operate their business. <laughs> wow. It's the same so thing. yeah, so that that's so that's one of the backwards things that they're not they're not telling you. Of course, there's a lot of those things though. So yeah, it was interesting to hear from your perspective because the one thing that they've been doing has been they've been highlighting residents who are against the protests and like pro mandates. And there's this one clip I saw of these like three older ladies, and they literally all look like they were like school teachers. And I'm, my friend uh, he, Josh, he was like, you know, like what do you? He's like, they're probably all like in teachers. Yeah. yeah, they're all in education because that's one of the things that we've noticed is that um, unfortunately, it seems like the education uh, institution as a whole has been sort of captured by the left in various degrees and various forms, depending on, you know, where you are and, and how bad it is. But we've seen a lot of TikTok teachers. I don't know if you've know familiar with Lids of TikTok, but it's this Twitter account where they highlight sort of kind of insane liberals. Uh, and then recently they've had a lot of people that self-identify as teachers and they talk about how they talk about gender and sexuality with their students. And it's just a little like unnerving and disturbing but it definitely gives you the impression that the teaching institution has been captured by lefty progressive yeah, types there's, there's a lot of indoctrination going on that video with the old ladies was funny too because they were like oh you know the big scary truckers and their horns it was just it was so scary and we wanted to let them know we didn't agree so we we were brave and we put a thumbs down and we gave them all a thumbs down like this was some brave amazing act that she did to thumbs down a bunch well of and you know what on that like there, I'll, I'll tell you like there are some people that are scared coming around here and they've told us their stories that they're scared and you guys should like get out of here you're scaring us and it is mainly like some of the older people but we tell them like what are you scared about? You need to cross the street. We'll help you cross the street. Like, just come talk to anyone on this block and we'll be, make sure that you're safe. Like you got nothing to worry about. These are your countrymen. Like these are your, your fellow citizens of Canada. But the thing is on their news stations in the city, they're telling them that we're terrorists. Uh, we're white supremacy, whatever, you know, the narrative that they're throwing out there. It's all the same fucking four words over and over, yep. but they, but they're scaring these people to think that we're going to come here and harm them. And, you know, when we're all honking our horns, I could understand that being a little bit scary, right? And uh, it did go overnight for probably like four or five days. And then we cut it out that it would only go to 11. But for the last four or five days, we haven't honked one horn the whole time. It's been completely silent. Um, and that's because there was, a, there was something passed where there's like a 10-day thing where we can't honk horns. And we've agreed uh. to it. 
But after that 10 days, if like they don't like meet her demands, we're going right back on hitting the horns again. Personally, so. I, I, I loved the sound. And, you know, if I were an Ottawa resident or like, say, if we were still in New York City and something like that happened there, that would be like a beautiful sound in my ears. <laughs> like the sounds like the horns of freedom, like people who are scared of it. They're, they they drank the Kool-Aid. They're all bought in the narrative. People who are well, tired of the shit, tired of the authoritarian bullcrap, I'm sure that, that is music to their ears to hear. 100% that. it is. 100%. Everyone just loves it. You know, they're mm-hmm. loving it. And like these people, I tell them, like, you know what? Instead of having your kid get scared of the horns, I'm like, why don't you bring him down here and come see some of the trucks? And he can start, like, you know, doing that little horn thing with his yeah. arm, like, you know, pulling your arm down. I'm like, you'll probably go to bed leaning out his, like, you know, looking out his window, pulling his arm, like, trying to make him honk horns. Like, your kid's scared because you're making him scared of it. Yeah. You're, you're telling him, like, hey, this is scary. But you take him for a walk and let him see the horns, let him see the trucks, let him meet the drivers. And uh, he, like I said, he'll be in his glory. Like, what kid doesn't like honking horns? Like, and we, it's the we, coolest we, little thing as a kid. Uh, we've been doing that, too, and mass to kids for the last two years regarding the virus, you know, exaggerating this danger it is to them when, you know, when we look at all the facts now and the data, kids are not at risk from this virus yet. We spent two years scaring all of them, freaking them out, telling them they're going to die. People are going to die. They're going to kill people if they don't wear a mask. What does that do to children's psyche? You know? Well, I got, I got one of my, one of my kids, uh, he's completely brainwashed by his mom into this stuff. Like he, his hands are always like dry and cracking because he's rubbing sanitizer on all the time. And I oh keep telling God. him like, yeah, don't. My, my two daughters with her, like that's mm-hmm. the crazy one we talked about earlier. But uh, my two daughters with her or whatever, she, um, she like they, my daughters don't really like, they're more independent and they just like me more just because I'm genuine. So, but like, yeah, she's got my son super brainwashed and he's like so on, like he has to wear his mask all the time. And, he was all excited to get the vaccine because she vaxxed my eight, my six year old. It was like broke my heart, right? But I had no say in it. I couldn't. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter what I say. If I, you know, if I tried to fight it, they'd be like, "Oh, you're on back, so uh, you got no say." Dude, I, I've you seen know? I've seen stories and stuff like on Twitter, people airing out their crap and posting stuff like, "Oh, my wife and I are divorcing because they want to. She wants to vaccinate, or she doesn't want to vaccinate the kids, or vice versa. The guy wants to vaccinate and the wife doesn't. And like this type of thing is like actually breaking up families, which is really well. I, my bro- I got one brother who pretty much got vaxxed to save his marriage, but because oh, of wow. his wife. But because of his wife, we had to have a segregated Christmas because like half of my, like me and two of my brothers are unvaccinated. My other two brothers, I got four brothers. The other two are vaccinated. So we actually had to have a split up Christmas. And my one brother, um, yeah, it really, it really kind of hurt him. He didn't, he wasn't happy about it, right? And I just told him like, man, I'm used to this shit because I've always been the black sheep because I always, you know how I, like I've already had a conversation with you. I'm not afraid to say how I feel. So yeah. I always, it always made me the black sheep in the end, right? So. I'm kind of used to it being excluded, but um, yeah, it kind of, it really broke my bro for sure. Knowing that like Christmas was segregated like that. It was horrible. Yeah. A lot of people went through that over the last holiday season. And it's just, that's to me, that, that is totalitarianism. That's how you you define it. You could call it terrorism because they are using fear in order to manipulate people into it to, to line up with their political and social agenda. Yeah, but but terrorism typically also entails violence. And that that's well, part of the you, definition. I, I, you right? could argue that you know exacerbating the threat of a respiratory virus 
in the way that they have using the mainstream media is, you know, psychological warfare. It, it, it yeah, is but I, I'm, I'm referring to like physical violence. Oh, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, typically terrorism sure. is defined as like actual physical violence to then scare for a, a political purpose of some sort. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. slightly expanding I, I, the Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I get it. But um, it looks like now they have, um, it says, large numbers of children among protesters hampering the response, police say, from the CBC. Uh, so I guess there is, is, are there a lot of kids down there? Is, is it? There, block, man, it's, it's a block party. It's Canada, like, can, well, I guess it'd be like 4th of July for you guys. Like, it's, it's like that on steroids, bro. It's awesome. Canada Day on steroids. Canada Day on steroids. Yeah, I heard there were bouncy houses. And there was. They, well, you know what? It's the weekend again. I haven't gone down by Parliament yet because, like, we're, we're, we're like two kilometers from Parliament, right? Like, that's where, that's how far it's backed up where all these vehicles are. So... Like we we're a two we're a two kilometer walk to Parliament, but when I go down there, I'm sure they'll have bouncy castles again. They did last weekend. There's like there was like five or six of them, and then they had a cotton candy machine and a popcorn guy. Like I actually do that stuff myself uh, um, for a summer job. But yeah, no, they uh, yeah, it was pretty wicked. Like they had all sorts of stuff for kids. It's a complete kid entertainment thing. And I guess like what they're what they're it trying sounds, to spin it is sounds trying really sounds really dangerous, man. Those scary, dangerous bouncy houses. Bouncy like, houses and cotton candy. Oh, oh my god. god, what is Trudeau gonna do? You know? <laughs> well, you you know what? There's a lot of sugar in cotton candy. It's not good for your health. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, true facts. Yeah. True facts. And then right? like, it, also... it is a health crisis we're dealing with, right? Sure. That's too much fucking sugar. Yes. No, that that is true. I think sugar is it's the number one cause of cancer it's it's bad you know but but it's, I, nobody, I it's, it's okay it's as a, long as you wear a mask you can have as much sugar as you want yeah sure i mean you right. can you can go get mcdonald's you know go get your free crispy creams if you get your shot you know it's great we care about health bro yeah you know that's that's the biggest fucking like that's the biggest i guess giveaway right that is yeah. so full of shit right it's like when have they ever mentioned vitamin c Whenever they ever met, wait, wait, no, wait, they didn't mention exercise. They took exercise away from us. Right you know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, you can't, and you can't go outside and get vitamin D naturally from the sun. You're going to have to stay in your basement and hide. Uh, okay. Yeah. Very and early. You care about our health? Very early, too. It was, there was already um, scientists talking about the connection between uh, people who are being hospitalized and vitamin D deficiency and stuff. So it's not like they didn't know this stuff, you know, and we, we've known about the powers of zinc and, and vitamin C and these things to boost our immune system for a long time nothing they didn't say a word about any of that stuff don't you know don't exercise don't go outside like all the stuff they told people to do it does the opposite for your health it, it tanks your immune system it doesn't build it up so oh, yeah exactly so like they try to act like they care about our health but it really they just care about making money off of us is what it is or you know that but i think you know part of me suspects that i they did want as much people to die as they could get to die and not not just from the virus which they concocted in the lab we know that well now. yeah no, uh, I, from, I, from the I, shutdown from the shutdowns as well you know which didn't help obviously we all know it didn't it exacerbated the situation it caused more death than probably would have been caused if we just left it alone um 100 yeah guaranteed with uh with suicides and crime and, oh yeah uh, addiction and all that stuff overdosing like you know you you mentioned the right. the woman who was also in that viral video with you she's like included at the end of the clip that viva frey interviewed and her story is heartbreaking and there are a lot of stories like that man of people who probably relapsed 
Um, they were shut in their houses all the time. They lost their job. They, they fell back into depression. Like, and we were calling that stuff out very early. We were saying, well, what about this guys? Isn't, isn't this going to cause more damage, more death? And they're like, oh, well, no, if it saves one life, if it saves one life. Oh, there's a, there's a guy here. He's got a vest in front of me and on his vest. It says, ask me about COVID-19 deaths in the last 30 days. So I guess he's got some kind of statistics that, uh, well, I'm sure if you ask him, he's got an answer for you. Right. So that's kind of just ties, ties into what we're talking about right here. Well, it's just do you guys want some, do you guys want some like video footage of like, me go for a little walk here and you kind of see what's going on. Well, your, your video's cut off right now, but I mean, I, no, I, it's not on right now, your video, but, um, no, it says, it says my video is stopped. It is stopped. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's, a, uh, there's a button probably somewhere you can turn it on, but don't worry about it. But it's not that you, a it's a, I think it, it is a good idea, though, for you just on your own, maybe to start documenting this stuff more, you know, like you just appeared on Twitter. I don't know, you should stay on Twitter and start posting more of this stuff and, and sharing the, you know, on the ground view of what is actually happening there brand i'm really i'm really new to twitter so like i do it on my facebook because like i'm so not techie man i feel like you'll, so, you'll you'll get more reach i think on twitter and brand and i could definitely help promote you and and get those videos around get some eyes on them so well i could i could take like i could probably grab my facebook lives and throw them on twitter right i think so you can definitely yeah, drop a link links, them, yeah. at least yeah but um you know it can't it can't help and you know just like there are people on the ground right now doing what you do you know there's there's people like us who, who do what we do and we're all about assimilating information gathering it putting together sifting through it talking to folks like you and kind of putting the whole picture into perspective and i think all of that stuff plays a role you know people act like a facebook poster or something like that does nothing and yeah in the grand scheme of things there are obviously bigger actions you could take like what you're doing protesting but all that stuff, I think it accumulates. It adds up. You know, every Instagram post, right. every tweet you do, every Facebook post, all that stuff cumulatively, I think, is how we've even pushed it to the point where a trucker convoy is even happening right now. Because, you know, we, we kept the hope up. We kept the story alive. We kept talking about it to make sure it doesn't die out and people just don't accept it and then move on and think oh well this is the new normal now we were like no this is not the new normal <laughs> yes it's not we're, we're not going to accept this and we're going to keep pushing back in all the different ways we can on the ground online in our private lives etc yes yeah it looks like and then again i don't know if we, did we talk about i don't know if we talked about that but it what? looks like there are um more truckers blocking the bridges that go to the u.s and i know we mentioned that in the pre before yeah, we, we started we recording chatting, yeah but yeah right. I to cover that while we have it going on is it looks like you know this story from cbc is talking about the city of windsor uh it looks like they've they've blocked the ambassador bridge from the entire uh, from ontario to the u.s so well like, yeah and you know like it's not it's not stopping there and like they the, i know the news keeps trying to shut it down and like not let it out but like there's a there's an also a, a tradesman convoy starting in BC right now heading to Ottawa and it's like now it's like tradesmen like plumbers and uh, home builders and stuff like that and they're getting a lot all together to start a convoy to come down here so I know a lot of them got like zoom booms and stuff like that so it could get interesting with some of the equipment and there's also word that there's also word that there's um, like those big rock trucks, like those rock dump trucks with the you know tires that are bigger than a human, probably way more than a human. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? like, from quarries. Those apparently those trucks are on the way, like they're coming from like the mines or something, and they are on the way here. 
Oh God, I hope this is true. Oh jeez, they're gonna piss their oh. pants. Yeah, I feel bad. I almost feel bad a little bit for the cops because they probably, I would imagine there are some police that sort of support you guys, you know, either secretly or there, there are not v- so secretly. Viva Fred was talking about. Well, you know what, though? It's time to drop the badge then and, and join the right team. That, right. If, at this point, if they're still working for those guys, then they're on the wrong team. And that's their problem. I heard they it. were also exempt from the vaccine mandate, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, okay, so you're going to play favorites now. And so the police, which are, you're basically the enforcers for the upper class get to have the, you know, the exemption from the vaccine mandates and the vax passes just, you know, by virtue of them being, you know, state security yeah. forces. Whereas here, uh, no. like people yeah. around here, cause sorry. a lot of, sorry guys. Sorry. No, oh no. Okay. Well, I was going to say like a lot of the cops here, a lot of them have like quit now since we've been here and joined forces with us, like not a lot, but some, but, um, I, I guess saying at this point, if they decide to like be against us right now, then they, they can go fuck themselves. Is the way I look at it. Yeah, it was interesting because they. I also saw in one of these. I can't remember which one of these articles it was, but they were they like they they know that uh, just because of how well organized the protest is, they're like, oh, it seems like they have ex military or ex police people who are deeply familiar with uh, state security yeah. response. They're, they're trying to make it seem like there's a, a bigger conspiracy and that like it's being that- funded from some other thing. And it's like, yeah, I've seen people I mean, on grassroots. I've seen people on Instagram saying this stuff too that like, oh, it's it's controlled opposition and it's a distraction. I'm, I'm like, I well, in anything, a sense, in a sense anything. it is because. We're funded by the people of Canada yeah. and the world. Like they were, we're funded by the people, right? Sorry, I'll be out of here in just a oh. sec, bro. Okay, uh, but um, yeah, no, like yeah, we are funded because everyone's behind this movement, and yeah. uh, that's too bad for you guys. Like, like I said, they keep trying to like shut down all the funding. Like, go ahead and look. There's a paper trail of the funding. Anything online, you can see who's donated the money. Right. So uh, uh, I'm gonna read a tweet right here from Danny Presti. Um, he uh, once ran a business called Max Public House, which was a bar in Staten Island, New York, and they were like the first and like only business at the time to refuse to close and to enforce the mandates, and they stood up to the city. Um, he was our third guest on the show, <clears throat> but he he tweeted this a couple of days ago. He said, "Canadian officials crying that a large amount of funds are coming from the states, and it shouldn't be allowed." Boo-hoo. I will work another job just to be able to donate to this movement constantly. <laughs> Canada and the U.S. are forever intertwined. Honk, honk. <laughs> I like the honk, honk. Too. <laughs> the hashtag honk, honk. Yep, honk, honk. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, and it has like a double meaning, like, because we're also in clown world, man. Like, this, they made yeah. clown world. They created clown world. Like, I put a meme up yesterday and it was like, well, are you tired of honking? Well, you shouldn't have made clown world. Oh, I just got a text. I just got a text from a buddy. It says on March first, uh, no vax pass, and then it says March fifteenth, no masks anywhere or something like that. I I don't want to. I don't want to go back out of this now because I don't want to like hang up on you guys. But uh, oh, it just like, popped up or whatever like went break, away. Breaking. So I don't know. I he, the guy just texted me that, and like I said, it's a guy from back home in Winnipeg. Oh, you're all awesome for what you did thank you guys so apparently that's what he just told me i don't know if that got released on the news or what but uh a guy back home just said that to me just now because i got a lot of people following me out here like you know people standing behind me that don't have the balls to show up (laughs) the settings brent to recent stories 
Hashtag. Now, inspired by Ottawa protests, French motorists joins Freedom Convoy bound for Paris. Yeah, I don't see any stories yet about the. Men. Okay, it might be a it might be a Winnipeg like Manitoba thing because like that's the province I'm from, so he might just be speaking for my province. Oh, weird. Um, but like, we're not here for individual provinces. We're here for ending mandates, pretty much everywhere, like the world. Like we're we're done. Like the world's done with this. So. Yep, it says Manitoba ending all restrictions by March 15th. Oh, yeah, three minutes ago. Yeah, three minutes ago. Yeah, from three minutes ago. Interesting, right? Breaking right on the show, guys. Oh, well, now my my ex is going to tell me, okay, you want to get home, but no, no, there's still a lot of Canada that relies on me, especially especially all my my brothers here from Quebec. That's Mm -hmm. like half the people that I'm here for right now. Like half of, like, there's so many people here from Quebec because they got it the worst, like, they need, uh, they need a, like, you can't even go into a grocery store without your Vax Pass. Like, you have to scan it so the door will open. That's, wow. Um, like, that's Walmart, Walmart, um, Home Depot. I don't know if that might, you guys might not have those in the States. No, we do. It's we like do. a hardware, it's a hardware store. Yeah, yeah. We, um, any of, like, the big box stores, like, um, you know, like Walmart and whatever, whatever they are in the States. I'm not sure, because a lot of them here are, it's not the same, but, uh. I know Walmart's worldwide, but in stores like that, you need a Vax Pass in order to even open the door to get in the store. So that's what it's like in Quebec right now. So they got it really bad. And there's so many of them here. So I, I can't just leave them hanging, hanging dry just because my province says they're going to lift stuff. And I still don't even trust what they say. Like, the, yeah, well, they, could, they could just, you know, say one thing to another. It's not like we can trust these politicians, you know, they. But I guess they can say one thing and then we drive back to Ottawa. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like. Now we know if, if we can get, have the power by doing this, we're not going to, you know, just give up on it. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure. So I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's good. That's a win for sure. But uh, it's, it's, it's not over. It's a step in the right direction, you know, but it's a step, yeah, it's, a step, it's not a win. It's a step in the right direction. Right? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot more fight to be had still. And, you know, but like I said earlier, what you guys are doing over there in Ottawa is, is spreading. You know, it is, it's inspiring other people to, if not do something similar to at least fight back in whatever smaller ways that they can. And, you know, well, it takes a while for some people. I think some people, they need to see others do it before they have the courage to step up themselves. And I think that's why, you know, it's important for folks like us to be the first to step up and be like, you know, hey, you can, you can do it too. You know, you can join us. Like, don't be afraid. We won't let them cancel you. Exactly. Yeah. Looks like they're saying here that there's some concern that the U.S. trigger convoy might disrupt the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. no. It might disrupt the Super Bowl. That's, oh, oh well. I, you know what? I gave up on professional sports the second that Rudy Gobier guy or whatever his name is from uh, NBA started ripping, rubbing microphones and all of a sudden they say, oh, he shut down all the leagues. Like, guys come on that's 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 the biggest way to get fear into the north america is shut down all the sport leagues yeah. and that's exactly what they did nobody took it seriously until they shut down all the sport leagues that was a gimmick that was bullshit and they did it to put fear in everybody in north america so i, I gave up on all professional sports and i'm big into hockey but i said fuck it no because after that i knew exactly what that's that scheme is about right <laughs> But they, are, they also took those things away from people that really helped them deal with the stress of all hey. this, you know? And, like, people people watch sports sometimes to unwind. And, and you know, it's, it's our rituals and things like that yeah. are important to us as a society. Like, concerts, for example. Like, me personally, 
not yeah, being yes. able to go see live music made dealing with all of this substantially more difficult for me. I, I love concerts too, man. I'm the same way. Like I also liked, I used to watch the Winnipeg Jets, like uh, the NHL team in Winnipeg. I would go as many games as I possibly could. I knew like, I, I was really big into it. And that was my thing. Like I loved it. Any chance I had, I'd go to a game. But like I said, man, I have no interest in uh, professional sports because they did that. I'll still go to concerts if I ever get a chance to, but yeah, we, we went to one in the past two years and we went in Fort Lauderdale, Florida because they weren't enforcing Vax passes at the venue. So right, right. Masks. otherwise, you know, I, I refuse, you know, and I won't even get a fake card. Brent and I are, are that adamant about this stuff. We're not even going to get a fake card. We're not playing into that. Shit, <laughs> they busted you know? actually slight sight side. They busted these two nurses on <clears throat> in Long Island for selling fake Vax passes. And, and they estimated that they made $1.5 million. Wow. Selling that. <laughs> crazy. Well, it just, it's like, okay, so then what's the whole point yeah. of the whole thing? Nothing. If you can just get a fake. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And, and of course, that's what's going to happen. Right from the beginning, people are like, they're going to fake these. Like, come on, we knew this was going to happen. It, it's all about oh. control. It's all about fear, you know. And and earlier, Ryan, before we started the show, you know, you mentioned the the uh, the digital passport and the the, cr- the social credit system. Maybe we can get into that stuff a bit more. Where yeah, well, trying I mean, to head with this, most people you know? know that in China they have a social credit score, and basically what that is is that if you say something online that isn't, you know, 100% in line with the current narrative, um, or if you associate with people close in your life that do the same, it lowers your social credit score. And what that does is it can limit the privileges that you have access to in the world. You may not be able to travel internationally. You may not be able to get a loan. You may not be able right. to get a business. And, and they're trying to tie all of that into contact tracing and biometric data. And yeah, all because they, w- they want to know everything they want to know where you are who you're talking to what you're saying and we technically we're we're moving in the direction where we have that we can have the possible sort of like technocratic uh surveillance state and this is some of the things that edward snowden warned about when he sort of came out about you know his revelations with the nsa and how they were basically you know recording everyone's conversations sucking up everyone's emails mining data Right. Not that they were like actively listening, but they were recording it so that if you became, you know, a person of interest to the security state, they could just go back and, you know, find all of your information. Dig it up in their super database. And then use that against you. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have all of our nudes, Ryan. All of them. All the nudes. They have all of them. That's fine. They can have them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, hey, I mean, if the FBI wants to release, you know, dick pics online, go for it. I don't fucking care. Like, I, I don't have shit to lose anymore. So I got, I got, I got nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed of my size. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. I guess so. Uh, we'll we'll wrap it up around here, but. We, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us, man. And we commend you for what you're doing over there. It takes a lot of bravery to do that. Um, keep going, man. Keep going. Uh, thanks, guys. You know, I appreciate that. You guys have a great day. I'm going to go walk by Parliament and check what's going on here. Do you want to shout out uh, your social media so that people can find you? Yeah, unless, unless you want yeah. to say a secret. But yeah, no, I have no, I put my phone number on Twitter, so I don't, I guess I don't really care that much. I wouldn't do that. do that. Definitely don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> okay. Put it in my yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just backing Buddy's truck up. No, it's, no, okay. it's okay. Take your time. Take your time. But, um, yeah, no, so anyways, um, yeah, Ryan Jr., like J-U-N-I-O-R, Starkel is my uh, Facebook. Um, 
I do have an Instagram thing, but I, I don't even know how to use it. So I don't know. And then uh, I just made a Twitter account thanks to that uh, that thing going on there. And I, I think it's at Starkel Ryan, or S-T-A-R-K-E-L-L-R-Y-A-N. I could be wrong. I think that's what it is. Uh, that was it. I, but, uh, I can also put links in the description so people can click it there. And just yeah, we'll throw them in there. Audio. Yeah, and like if anyone if anyone wants to contact me, like I'm out here in Ottawa, and like if they want to know anything about anything out here, like you know, I just just ask me on my social media, and when I get a chance to check it out, I'll uh, I'll definitely show you what you're interested in. Yeah, for sure. So I want to I want to make sure everyone knows exactly what's going on here, like for real, raw, the raw deal. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing it with us, man. Um, everyone, thanks for watching episode fifty. Like, comment, sub, share if you dare, all that stuff. Um, it helps us a lot. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. All right. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. your time. See ya, man.